It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic on this 8th day of December, 6.06 on the clock and 31 degrees and clear outside here in southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan right here in the 97s at WATH presented by JK Contracting. And to lead off the show, we got a great show for you. we got Trevor Stevens on the phone line. And Trevor, how are you? It's been a, a whirlwind news kind of day. Uh, at least in the sports world, both Ohio State and the Bobcats have been canceled for their upcoming football games. And that brings up a huge, huge debate moving forward, at least in the Big Ten, about what happens in that Big Ten championship game coming up this week. But, Trevor, how are you? I'm good. So, Trevor, I know Bulldogs, uh, you know, in action, Circleville, uh, Bobcats just announced that they won't have their, their football game uh, coming up on Saturday against Kent State. And, of course, Ohio State and Michigan, the game, the rivalry game, has been canceled. But where do you want to start tonight? Let's start with the Big Ten because that's basically the biggest of the three teams. So, yeah, so Ohio State and Michigan will not be playing for the first time since 1917. The, it's the, this year's game was supposed to be the 117th meeting. Uh, basically, what I Go over what we know right now from out news outlets. There's currently Ohio State has will it's not official conference has not said, but will not meet the six game minimum to play for a conference championship. So they're going to be technically they're ineligible. Indiana and Northwestern, a 2020 matchup will be the conference championship once the conference comes out in finalizes it. Northwestern has been finalized by the conference as winning the other division. Uh, the conference, ADs and principal presidents and chancellors are scheduled to meet on their weekly meet, weekly meeting tomorrow, and which the change was not on the schedule, but one of the, I think it was in Ohio State, person or one person close to the AD meeting said that they may discuss the possible change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Any change will have to come from the president's chancellor's group. And Ohio State is eligible to add a conference game if another game in the conference gets postponed or canceled due to COVID. So in the game that everyone has an eye on is the Purdue in Indiana because and if that comes available, Ohio State could play Indiana or the conference could switch up matchups. I heard Minnesota playing Ohio State and Nebraska playing Indiana and then the other two teams to play next week. Right. It's what I have seen. The, no, the one thing is important is Ohio State is still eligible for the CFP. And basically the rule state back in that the rule states that each team is supposed to play, must play in six games to qualify for a divisional championship unless the average number of games throughout the conference falls below six. That is meaning that if no team in the conference can get to six games, then they would change it. 
So, yeah, that's a lot to begin with, Connor. So what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, the big thing there, and I had this debate, I think, with Brad a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the Big Ten and their failure to, to really figure out something to give themselves a little bit of a leeway as you get deeper and deeper into the year, right? Because you, anybody could have seen that there was going to be some uh, coronavirus issues at the collegiate level, especially in the Big Ten. And when they happened, uh, you know, you never want to see it happen, uh, but they just did not give themselves enough time and build it into the schedule to have a couple of cancellations like they have. And now you're sitting with Ohio State at 5-0, and not going to be able to make it to six games, and going to be ineligible for the, uh, the Big Ten championship should they not change the rules. Now, if they do change the rules uh, and, and put them in, I don't know if, I mean, you as a Nebraska fan, uh, you, you could tell me have a little bit more of a finger to the pulse there and see if Nebraska will probably not, be too happy about changing the rules. I mean, there are some of these colleges in the Big Ten that are like, these are what the rules, these are the guidelines that we agreed upon a couple months ago, and these are the rules that we're going to still abide by moving forward today. Uh, so I don't know if they are going to change those rules in that weekly meeting tomorrow, uh, but the thing that you touched upon is that this is not a decision uh, that was brought upon by Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner. This has to be a decision that is made by the presidents and the chancellors of the Big Ten. So the blame cannot be, if, if Ohio State is not put into the Big Ten championship game, the blame cannot be put on Kevin Warren. Is that right? That's my understanding, is that the presidents and chancellors will be the ones who vote, and they're the same people who voted against having a season, or reportedly voting to not have a season earlier in the fall, and then that has and then they voted to add football and slowly bringing stuff back. It's the same group of presidents and chancellors. Yes, I needed you when I was having this debate with, I think we had Troy in here. I think we had uh, Joey was obviously in, in the studio with this. Uh, but I was telling him, look, it was not Kevin Warren's fault in the Big Ten. It was the presidents and chancellors of you know Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State and in the entirety of the Big Ten that made the decision to cancel the season and then failed to bring it back in a timely manner to, to build in a couple of buffer spots. Uh, but it, it's not only on you know, Kevin Warren for this situation. It is on the presidents and, and chancellors. Those are the ones who voted uh, on, you know, what they wanted to do. And, and Warren, of course, uh, you know, whatever he was able to do. Uh, obviously, I think he wanted to have, uh, you know, Big Ten football being brought back. But he has to listen to the presidents and chancellors. But uh, for Ohio State, I mean, do you see them having a game scheduled? What is the most likely outcome following the news today because if Ohio State doesn't have that game coming up on Saturday they don't make the Big Ten championship game unless they they uh, you know, schedule or, or change the rules tomorrow there's two things I see the possible outcome is Minnesota and Nebraska does not get played but Nebraska will play like an Indiana or, or uh, Michigan State or someone who they have not played and then Ohio State will either play Indiana, will either play Indiana, Minnesota, or if they can get uh, out of conference game. I I've been seeing people see that Texas A&M is open this week. That's going to be in their fifth, so it could be a four versus five, like a quarterfinal matchup. If mm -hmm. Ohio State is trying to get a higher seed, if they're just trying to get a game in, then I'll go with a lower opponent. Like, let's say a uh, Maryland, maybe, 
right? I mean, do you see that maybe if they are able to reschedule and have somebody else in the Big Ten, do you think that it's going to be – or what, what, what would you say is the most likely outcome, though? Would it be Ohio State versus, like, a Maryland or a, a Penn State? Or do you see, you know, Ohio State maybe veering off and going against a team that maybe does not have uh, another opponent? Would they bend the rules for them to go outside of the conference and play like a Texas A&M or even Ohio? Uh, Ohio? Because Ohio just had their game canceled. Uh, but do you see uh, as, as that kind of rescheduling? Um, Connor, I want to make this looking clear. Ohio and Ohio <laughs> State will not play. <laughs> and it goes back to the incident. Uh, come on. You want to talk about that? Listen, it's, it's been a couple years, right? How about in the spirit of unifying, right? As everybody unifies during this time of uh, this trying time and everybody trying to, you know, still get up and... and uh, you know, come together as, as a nation and fight off the virus. You don't think that a little, you know, spirit between Ohio University and uh, Ohio State University, you don't think that those two can come together and kind of show some unity in fighting this thing and having a football game that's not on the table? Uh, we don't have a quarter, we don't have a starting quarterback, and we don't have most of our defense. So how are we going to – how is that game going to look? I'm not like. saying that it's going to be a competitive game. I would hope that it's a competitive game, sure. Uh, but I, I'm I'm just saying, hey, just for the in the spirit of playing a game, why not just have those two go out there on a football field and play as long as they're healthy enough to do it? You know, put the bad blood aside. If if there's going to be a year to put that incident between Rufus the Bobcat and uh, Brutus the Buckeye aside, I think it would be this year. You're not with me though. You, you're saying it's not going to happen. I no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, all right. If Ohio's going to get a game, it's probably going to be a conference game or someone close, but it won't be like, does Cleveland State have a football team? I don't know. I'm, after what we did in basketball, uh, you know, this, this past game, I don't know if they want to play us in, in football now. I don't think they do. I mean, I have to, I have to research it and check. Um, but when it goes to Ohio State, right, to stay in the Buckeyes for, for a little bit longer, when it comes to Ohio State, a lot of people – could have seen, you know, maybe Michigan's going to back out because they don't want to play Ohio State this year and, and they, they don't have a, a good team this year and uh, whatever it is. Yeah, but those those claims, those that idea is, is kind of false here because there was a report out that Marty Bannister sent out on Facebook. And, you know, he said, you know, Michigan was going to be without 45 players this weekend versus Ohio State due to positive COVID-19 tests and uh, contact tracing and injured players. If Michigan could play this game, I think absolutely they play it. But uh, with with you know 45 players out, there's no way that they could have played this game on Saturday. I think Kent, yeah, 45 is a lot of players. Uh, I think Kent State was like 20, 25 players out was versus us because from what Coach Solid said yesterday is that Ohio had no positive test in the first test going on this week, but there's a still a ton of tests to be taken before the game was canceled, but And this one was 45 on play, 45 players divided out between 22 if you say 22 starters, the 22 players on the field basically depending on how size your how big your travel your travel team, because that game was supposed to be played in Columbus mm-hmm. and if the Big Ten, just like the math, was limiting unnecessary travel to for road teams. Uh, 
you might not have enough players to play. So maybe for the save the others and you could be on the they could be in Columbus and find out oh three more players have to quarantine based on more of a review of the test or contact tracing. Right. Right. I mean it, it's still we are sitting here on a Tuesday and we still have to go through Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and then Saturday. I mean I'm sure there are tests even happening on, on game day too to verify and make sure that everybody is still uh, you know, eligible to play. Uh, but there was a lot of time I, in between now and then, and a lot of things could have happened, you know, virus-wise or not. I know that all conferences, including Mac, have the, like the mandatory, like, 48 hours. You have to be test, you have to be clear Thursday test in order to play on Saturday. Or if, it's a win, or if it's a Friday game, then it's a Wednesday test. So they have that space in between the testing and the game time. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of a lot of things could have happened there, and a lot of uh, you know, obviously it's disappointing that the game was canceled. Of course, that's the the big game that everybody looks forward to every year uh, with Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, but that is called off. Ohio and Kent State has been called off. Bobcats will remain on the season two and one unless they find another team to play. But at this point, Trevor, do you think that the Bobcats are going to have another game, or will they finish out their 2020 season at two and one? I have a feeling that the season will end at two and one, because basically the other we have to look at Miami, because the other team that had COVID issues besides us was Kent State, and we were supposed to play each other. So we need, just like Ohio State does, we need another game in the conference to cancel, and Miami. Miami or Akron, Akron County announced, like, there's no collegiate, no high school, no professional sports in that county. But Akron was supposed to play at Buffalo. So if Akron can leave the county to play a game, then that game's going to be on. But I don't think the Bobcats will play a game. And with full opportunities, I have a feeling that right now the 33 op- Opportunities open. I have a feeling that the Mac might get one in. That might be our champion, Buffalo. That's who I have a feeling is going to win the whole thing. But then I also have a feeling that these programs will reset and then cancel the week of, like we have seen for weeks now. Right. And the one thing that I saw, and this is circulating a little bit on Twitter, was that. Yeah, there was a bowl projection for the Bobcats. There was a, you know, a idea uh, for the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl on December 19th. And it would have been the University of Houston against Ohio. And, yeah, I I don't know if that game, there was also a couple of other options. I think, um, you know, there's uh, Tulsa versus uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners. SMU versus the uh, the 49ers, uh, the college team. Uh, so that there was a couple different options there that they gave. But, you know, a, a uh, outlet is looking at CBS Sports Network said maybe, you know, uh, University of Houston and, and Ohio. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Uh, that was just a projection. Uh, but what do you think about the projection even being out there that the Bombcats could be in a bowl game this year? I like that the, the like it 
shows that these networks are still believing that bowl games are going to happen and have to find teams. But based on years past and what is this year, these projections, people are just trying to throw them together of teams who have been playing and who they into slots at bowls because they don't know what's going on and they just do those for leaders and people yeah. like us to just look at. The bowl, I like the Frisco Bowl. It was one of my favorite bowls. We have friends down there, so it was fun to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. I would go back, but not like 2020 because there won't be anything to do. Everything will be like closed down or limited. Right. So if it was next year, then maybe I would go back. You wouldn't the only get the, other, uh, I, you... the only other thing is I was surprised that the Potato Bowl has not been canceled because, one, it's the longest bowl for conference team to take. Why in Idaho, it's just like South Dakota, is getting out of hand. So I'm surprised that the Potato Bowl group has not canceled that bowl. But it's a famous Idaho potato bowl. How could you cancel that one? It's famous. I would cancel because of the local situation. And normally it's the Mountain West and the MAC flying basically long distances to play in that bowl game. Unless the Pac-12 replaces the MAC and the Mountain West keeps the local bowl. I have a feeling that the Mac won't be playing in that game, and I have a feeling that game will get canceled. Yeah, it might. I mean, there's still a lot of time before the bowl game season has to take place, a couple, uh, maybe a week or two. But um, yeah. Two weeks. 16th is the schedule for the first bowl game because yeah. of everything, because of the full regular season being pushed back. These games end up one week between, so we don't have the month off between regular season, Coffin Champions, Selection Sunday, and then we normally have like a week and a half off before the first ball are played. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they it's going to be a, a short time frame for them to figure that out, and it's going to be a, a um, I don't know. It's just going to be a, uh, a weird thing for the bowl season to either happen or not happen. I only see, you know, a select few amount of bowls actually taking place. Um, but if they are able to, you know, do the bowl season safely and, and uh, make sure everybody is able to, you know, safely conduct themselves on location, I, I, I guess it's not a bad thing to do, right? Get a little bit of TV notoriety for those teams that maybe aren't uh, the Power Five. Um, well, we got to wait and see what happens with those bowl games that aren't, you know, the New Year's Six Bowl or the... Uh, any of the CFP uh, playoff bowls. Um, with the thing in the college football, and I'll, I'll throw this at you as well, uh, but University of Cincinnati fans, right, the Bearcat fans that are out there, uh, they were sitting at seven in the AP poll, but a graduate at Ohio University, uh, Nick Niehaus, had, had put this out on Twitter, and I think this is the only scenario that uh, University of Cincinnati gets into the playoffs is if Ohio State University beats Texas A&M because they would have to, you know, break conference rules and, and go and play a, a non-conference game against them. Notre Dame beats Clemson in the ACC championship game 
and then Bama beats Florida. Then, I mean, there's no really other option to put in other than Cincinnati, but it all hinges upon OSU playing you know, Texas A&M. Coastal Carolina. I, you'd rather Coastal Carolina over uh, Cincinnati? Yes. Cinderella School, a group of five schools, they can play each other with four to battle for that open spot if they need to. But I, I think Coastal Carolina will beat Cincinnati if they go head-to-head. I don't know. I don't know. I like the way that Cincinnati's been playing. They don't have a game this week. So, I don't know. I don't think I, Coastal has a game either. Maybe. They're preparing for their conference championship. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When it comes to uh, the Bulldogs, right? Bulldogs now sitting at a 2-2 two and two record. The next game is Circleville tomorrow. That is at Circleville. Uh, yeah, what, what information you got for us on that? I have for Athens, it's 2-2. Two and two. They have won, according to Max Preps, which I don't think the series record is up to date, but Max Preps has Athens at a 3-1 series lead. Athens is on a three-game losing streak, and all of the victories have been by 13 or more points. They're not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, big, the biggest thing is Athens, point per game, this is the issue. Athens has played four games for point per game. It's 50.5, while Circleville is 0-2, so they have two games. And it's 45.5 points per game. And Circleville has been outscored by their opponents 129-91. to uh, Braden Wrighton leads Athens in scoring with 17.5 points per game. Derek Welsh leads rebounds with 6.8 rebounds per game. Trey Harris leads assists with 5.5 per game. Uh, Jacob Sayers leads in steals with 3 per game. And Derek Welsh has one block on a year, which leads with one block per game. Yeah, right, right. And, um, you know, it's interesting you say Trey Harris because Harris has been out a couple games, but, you know, he is that key factor that, you know, maybe instead of a two-point win against Gallia Academy the other day, maybe it's a little bit of a uh, bigger win for Athens if Harris was out on the floor. Maybe. But, again, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he's got to deal with what, what he's doing with in, you know, two weeks and then he'll come back out and probably see him after the new year or maybe just before uh, before it turns into the new year. But, uh, you know, the Bulldogs have been missing him. But, obviously, I've been, I've been impressed with the play of Sayers down the stretch. I mean, that fourth quarter by him was huge uh, for Jacob Sayers. And, I mean, Welsh you know, shutting down the big man and Isaac Clary, uh, two huge things that led to the win in the last game. Yep. Derek Welsh has... He came in as a transfer, moved back to Athens from Tennessee, and he has helped the team a lot because if you look at going into the season, I had expectations a bit lower than where they are now. But after seeing Welsh playing, expectations are just like last year because they have a big man and he can put up stats that lead the team and have kept them up there game in and game out. So if he stays on the floor... He's a big factor for Athens. I agree. I agree. Cause he, uh, and even Tanner McCoon, too, because McCoon has been uh, doing pretty well, even when you know, Welsh needed to sit for a couple minutes. Yeah, he came in there, and, and you know, Clary didn't push him around either. 
But Tanner McCune has, uh, has done a nice job as well. Um, but Trevor, what else you got? Anything else before we let you go? I don't know. Do we still have Trevor? Oh, yes. I'm up here. Okay. Oh, I'm on now. The Bobcat men play at Marshall on Sunday. Uh, the Ohio women are in the first NCAA brachiology region for C12 versus Michigan. Uh, both. The biggest thing it notes is on the brachiology, it says both tournaments will have teams with different number of games. So the field may be shortened at any moment, and the shortened game and conference standing may be altered due to limited games. Is what has a note on, and the OU versus Kent State women's basketball game, which came out 15 minutes before I jumped on the air, it's been rescheduled for December 11th. That's a Friday at 2 p.m. and it will be streamed on Kent State Athletic website. And I think I'm not sure if Brad's going to go down and call that game as well. But I think that the plan the, uh, for the radio plan, of course, uh, Ohio women's basketball is on AM 1340 WUB, and uh, you know, and Brad, I can promote them too because Brad does stuff over for us, and you know, we, we, there's no bad, uh, bad blood between us and WUB. They're uh, they're good people over there. Um, but I think his plan was to do something along the lines of watch the live stream and broadcast it over the radio here. I think that That's was what, the game plan that moving is what forward. That's and Rob are going to do on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know what the game plan is for him, but I'm sure he can fill us in. Uh, of course, Brad and Joey are out on location over at Federal Hawking right now as they get ready uh, for the FedHawk and Fairfield Christian game. And you can hear that game starting sometime around 7 o'clock over on WXTQ Power 105. Uh, but, Trevor, before I let you go, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it for tonight. Well, we appreciate you calling in, Trevor. It's always great to hear from you. And it was good to see you the other night, too, because we haven't seen each other since, what, March? Or uh, over the summer yep. for baseball. Yep, that was baseball summer. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, but glad you're healthy, glad you're safe, and uh, I'll see you uh, if you make the trip to Circleville, I'll see you then. If not, I'll see you at the next home game. Yep. That was Trevor Stevens, Athens statistician, and, uh, of course, knows a lot about Bobcats and uh, is always up to date, Big Ten, college football, whatever you need, he's got for you. We'll step aside for a quick break right here on the Sports Fan. On the other side, we'll break down a little bit more of the Big Ten and, of course, your phone calls at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. It is the Sports Fan. Presented by JK Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins 
is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. I'm Tiffany. I have some tips for you on how to quit smoking like I did. I threw out my ashtrays, lighters, and matches, and it worked. To help me with cravings, I put a picture of my mother in my car. She died of lung cancer when I was only 16. Now I have a 16-year-old daughter. That picture of my mother reminds me that I don't want to miss all the things my daughter is going to do in her life. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Right off of 300 Columbus Road, this is the Sports Fan. 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills of the mic taking you up until 7 o'clock today. On the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. 635 on the clock and temperatures ranging around. Drop to the degree 30. 30 degrees and clear outside here in southeast Ohio. Again, our phone number is 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. Over on our sister station, coming up in about 25 minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less. I don't know what Brad and Joey are, uh, are doing over there on the sister station, WXTQ, but, of course, we will have at Fairfield Christian and at uh, the uh, Federal Hawking and Fairfield Christian game uh, that is a home game for Federal Hawking. That's their home opener uh, coming up on, on the station. And, of course, it took me a little bit of a while, but I was able to update the website. I got the schedules out there. I still got to put in the stats and uh, put in the uh, you know, win-loss and see what's going on for that. Uh, but it's hard. I mean, this season has been a, a difficult season for a lot, uh, a lot of cancellations, a lot of postponements. Uh, of course, I felt bad. I, I had a call uh, over to Alexander and, I'm like, hey, I mean, we're looking to do your game tomorrow. Oh, well, we're postponed. And then it hit me. You know, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I should have known that. I saw the announcement on, on Facebook or something. But it was always good to, to get, uh, go and call them. And yeah, same thing that happened with uh, Trimble and uh, Miller. We were going to try to have that game as well over on uh, WXTQ uh, on the 4th, uh, four days ago. But that game uh, was, was canceled between Trimble and Miller. Uh, Trimble's next game is going to be at Eastern on December 11th. Uh, of course, the Bulldogs are coming up on this station, 970 WATH, uh, at Circleville tomorrow. Uh, we'll hit the airwaves sometime around 7 o'clock, 7.15. And if that is the case, I mean, it always depends on whether it's a JV game, whether it's, uh, you know, you got to clear out the gym and sanitize, bring everybody back. But regardless of whatever it is, uh, we will have those games covered for you in all season long. The broadcast schedule, of course, I'm updating that as well on our website, wxtq.com backslash sports. Still got the football stuff up for that, but I will have that down and hopefully by tomorrow updated, uh, at least with the Athens and then figuring out game of the week uh, between, of course, our, our five great uh, area teams, Nelsonville, York, Trimble, Athens, Alexander, uh, and then Federal Hawking as well. So we'll get those update and uh, out there for you. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, WATHWXTQ Sports, uh, and uh, that's where you can get some of the most up-to-date stuff. 
coming the new year, looking for a big content push and uh, uh, getting some graphics out there, making some cool things. But I'm looking forward to that and, uh, of course, looking forward to the new year. Uh, graduation for me coming up on Friday, and uh, we'll be able to divert all focus into making the best sports content possible for this station and uh, for both stations, WXTQ and right here on 970 WATH. Of course, the news, we talked about it with Trevor a little bit, uh, well, a lot of bit, but Michigan does cancel the Ohio State showdown, and they did have around 45 players or somebody ineligible uh, to play or to coach, but 45 uh, what was the number that was either taken out because of a positive test of the coronavirus or because of, you know, re regardless of what the reasoning is, uh, whether it was, you know, contact tracing uh, injury, but 45 players out, and that's never, never a good sign. Uh, but from the AP wire, Michigan has canceled its annual rivalry game at Ohio State because of the COVID-19 outbreak within the Wolverines football program. Michigan says the decision was made after discussions with medical professionals third-ranked Buckeyes played through what Coach Ryan Day called a mini-outbreak last week in a 52-12 win at Michigan State as he watched from home because of a positive test. Michigan and Ohio State have played each other every year since 1918. That's all the way dating back around World War I and in and, and, and that area. Um, whenever you have a, a, a rich tradition like that going all the way back to 1918, I, I, you hate to see it, right? You hate to see a game like this canceled. Um, but health and safety above everything else, uh, just like it, it, that's the whole reason. And again, it's not that Michigan did not want to play Ohio State this year. When you played a game every year since 1918, they're not saying, you know, all right, we're scared of you this year. That's not the case at all. Now, you got 45 guys that are ineligible. It's hard to have a, a, a football game like that. And, yeah, you might be able to put in a couple of the backups and, and a couple of, uh, you know, there's no practice position player. It's not like the NFL that you can call up a, uh, a Brandon Allen or a Ryan Finley, even though he was a backup quarterback. Now, you can't do that at the collegiate level. Now, you got to play with the guys that you have. And uh, you know, whenever you don't have a guy that, that's eligible, somebody who does not or cannot play, and you need a position player at that spot, it's hard to have a football game. And again, why you hate to see that game canceled, it was canceled for the right reasons. It was not because Michigan did not want to play Ohio State. It's just because they, they, they couldn't. They didn't have enough players. COVID-19 has, uh, has wiped them out. And you got to hope for a speedy recovery for whoever tested positive or uh, successful, I guess, quarantine for those uh, who are quarantined because of uh, contact tracing. But, you know, it's uh, I believe it's the right decision that was made it's just the uh, unfortunate decision. I mentioned a little bit with uh, Cincinnati. They do not have a game this week as a regular season football finale between number seven Cincinnati and number 18 Tulsa. That game has been canceled because of COVID-19 cases and contact tracing within the Bearcats program. Uh, so even if you know we wanted uh, University of Cincinnati to have a game this week, they really don't have any shot of playing because they, they have the... Uh, the virus going through their program. The American Athletic Conference made the announcement today. Uh, the teams are scheduled to play in the AAC title game on December 19th. Both teams have perfect league records. So another game that you don't want to see canceled. 
Now, for me, I know people have said, all right, maybe Coastal Carolina, put them in there. Uh, it was UCF for a couple years. Now, I, I just want to see another team, a group of five team, make it into the CFP. I give them a shot. Now, throw Cincinnati in there. Throw, uh, even though I'd rather Cincinnati over uh, Coastal Carolina, now, throw a, a Coastal Carolina in there. Why not? What do you got to lose in this year? It's This is the year, if you're going to do anything weird or wacky, you might as well do it this year. And if Notre Dame beats Clemson, do you see Clemson in the CFP? Are they going to be the team with two losses that's going to represent you know, two, two ACC teams in the uh, college football playoffs? I don't know. I don't think so. But if Notre Dame is able to beat Clemson again, and this time with Trevor Lawrence, now if Notre Dame loses, I think Notre Dame is probably the four seed. Clemson goes up to the three, maybe. Um, probably not the two. I wouldn't foresee them going up as high as, as the two seed with a loss, especially with you know, Ohio State still undefeated. And unless they have another game, uh, they will still be 5-0 and by the end of the season. But I don't know. I don't know who you could, uh, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, you put in Florida, put another SEC team in there, that Notre Dame is the ACC is the number one, or maybe is the number two, depending on what Alabama does. If you beat him with Trevor Lawrence again, I don't know. You might want to put Notre Dame above Alabama's one seed. Put Alabama's a two seed. Ohio State is three, and Florida, Texas A&M is as the uh, as the four. That could be a top pick right there. Those could be your top four teams. But the whole reason why I wanted to see, you know, maybe Ohio State and Texas A&M game, is to give another team like Cincinnati a chance to be a top four team in the nation. And it, it doesn't help that they don't have a game this week. And this would have been a, a pretty good game too. Beating number 18 in Tulsa would not have projected them or not have propelled them up to the top four, but it at least bolsters their resume a little bit to make the college football playoffs. Now with no game, they, they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. But if they did have a game and it was against a ranked opponent, you might have a shot. But since Cincinnati, uh, again, does not have a game this week, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it would be tough. But I like what Nick Niehaus put out on Twitter. I liked his thinking with Texas A&M playing Ohio State. Yeah, Alabama beating Florida. You got Notre Dame beating Clemson. Top four just knocking each other out. Top five, six. Yeah, four knocking out Texas A&M. You know, I'd put Texas A&M below Cincinnati probably if they had a game. If you had Clemson lose to Notre Dame, that'd knock them out from a, the three seed. I don't know. I just want to figure out a way to get the group of five into the college football playoffs. Because when you go undefeated and you have a successful season like UCF did a couple years ago and like Cincinnati is having, and like Coastal Carolina is having, give them a shot. Uh, even if they just give them the opportunity for one, just put them in there. I don't know. Because why not? It's 2020. Any, unfortunately, anything and everything has happened this year, good and bad.
not a whole lot of good. But, you know, let's see what happens. More news about Ohio State probably coming out tomorrow with the Big Ten presidents and chancellors coming out and having, the, uh, having their weekly meeting. If they do vote to have Ohio State they're still eligible for the Big Ten championship game, or even if they open it up for two non-conference games, or a non-conference game for Ohio State, then if that happens, you know, what, what does Indiana do? I mean, Indiana would be eligible right now. I'm sure Indiana is going to say no. We don't want them to have another game. We don't want them to be eligible. Because if that happens, you know, then, then they don't get a trip to the Big Ten championship game and play Northwestern. So you probably have a couple teams that are going to vote and say, well, Ohio State is, is undefeated, but you know, they haven't met the number of game requirements. And we set those requirements as a conference earlier on this season. And you could also take the other side and say, well, I don't know. What, what if you, you – know, we, we made these things a couple months ago. Things have changed in a couple months. So it should be flexible and, and adaptable and put Ohio State in. I mean, two different mindsets that you could take there. And regardless of what side of the debate you want to be on, uh, the rules are, as they stand right now, Ohio State's ineligible because of their game against Michigan has been ruled, uh, it was canceled. So because of the cancellation, they won't have a, uh, they won't have that sixth game that they need. Unless tomorrow, the Big Ten allows them to do something, which is either be eligible for the Big Ten championship game, which would then propel them into the college football playoffs, or allow them to schedule a non-conference game and have that non-conference game you know, count as their six games, or find another team in the Big Ten that's not playing that week, this week, schedule them, and have them and have Ohio State play the team that, that's also in the Big Ten that's not playing. Maybe it's a rematch game. And maybe it's a game that Ohio State had already played this year. Put the Buckeyes against the Scarlet Knights for Rutgers. Run it back. Do, do another game. Now, anything is on the table, and uh, all, all the questions will be answered tomorrow. So I think Ohio State deserves to be in the college football playoffs. I do. I think they're a top-four team in the nation. I think it would be a shame if they were kept out of the playoffs. But when it comes to the Big Ten championship game, I don't know if they, uh, they should be eligible. You'd like to see it. You'd like to see the best teams in there. But they made up those rules as a conference. If they want to change the rules, it's fine. I don't know if, they, uh, if you want them in that, that championship game, though. They didn't meet the requirement. The Big Ten set out these rules, and they did not give themselves enough of an opportunity to be adaptable, to be flexible, to reschedule these games should they get canceled. They postponed the season. They waited to the last minute. Now they're paying for it. Now they got to make this decision on the fly. So whatever happens, happens with Ohio State and, and the Big Ten. Do I think they go to the college football playoffs? Yes. Do I think that they should play in the Big Ten championship game? Are they deserving? Yes. But as a conference, maybe not. Maybe not. 
We'll take another short break on the sports fan. Of course, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. This is the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You are listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH, Mills of the Mic, up until 7 o'clock today on your uh, hometown station here in Athens, 970 WATH. Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. Yeah, about eight more minutes until CBS News at the top of the hour. And, of course, the phone lines are open at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. Probably going to be a part of the program today or any day. Uh, but over on our sister station, WXDQ Power 105, again, you can hear the Federal Hawking game as they take on their home opener. It is their home opener, and they will be taking on Fairfield Christian. Uh, so that was a game uh, I was talking to Brad before he left the station a little bit uh, about an hour ago, I guess, as he had to make his way out to uh, Federal Hawking. And, uh, you know, he said, well, you know, Fairfield Christian, they've only won two games. They won two games last year. Federal Hawk had one of their historic seasons last year. They won more than two games. And I am anticipating that uh, Fed Hawk comes away with a nice win here. But it'll be good to hear them back on the airwaves. Uh, let's see how they do without Brad Russell. Uh, you know, one of the top players from last season. I uh, got a lot of confidence in this federal Hawking squad, and I think it's going to be Fed Hawk and Trimble at the top of the TVC Hawking this year yet again, uh, as it seems to be almost every single year. And, of course, uh, you know, over in the TVC Ohio, I don't know if it's too early to make a prediction or not, uh, but the Bulldogs, of course, are a leading contender. I'm not sure what Alexander will have uh, coming back. Um, of course, they got Kyler D'Agostino. And as I take a look at the website, I got to put the, uh, the standings on there for uh, 
for Alexander. Alexander didn't make the uh, <laughs> didn't make the standings on the website. I got to put them back up, but um, you still got the Alexander schedule out there too with Belpre, Eastern, Southeastern, and uh, Waterford all either postponed or canceled uh, for the Spartans. But yeah, maybe the Spartans have a little bit of something coming back this year. Uh, I can see them contending for the the uh, Ohio title or Wellston. I mean, Wellston on the football field, they got the TVC Ohio title this year, and um, you know maybe their athletes translate over from football to basketball, and uh, we'll see what kind of team that Wellston has uh, coming up this year. But you know, only time will tell. We'll see what happens, and we will see, um, you know, how the season goes. But looking forward to it. Of course, our next game right here on 970 WATH will be at Circleville. Uh, got the contact information yesterday, reached out to the athletic director, and we'll have that game, uh, of course, right here on the station. Uh, again, sometime around 7.15, 7.20. Just depends on what time JV and everything gets done. Um, but you know, taking a look now at, at the uh, you know, professional football uh, with Cincinnati, and, and you know, I want to go with the Eagles right now, right? Because you know, a couple of Heisman contenders from last year are still contending, right? I mean, you had Fields of Ohio State, who's still playing at, at Ohio State right now. Uh, but then you had you know, the uh, the defensive end, Chase Young, playing for Washington. He, of course, was a big factor in ending the Steelers last night, ending their undefeated run. The Washington football team giving them their, their first loss of the season. I don't know if anybody had predicted that. Plus the Giants beating the Seahawks. But again, Chase Young is, is doing nice things. He was in, in contention for the Heisman. Obviously, Joe Burrow was doing a nice job for Cincinnati before he went down with the injury. Uh, but now another Heisman contender, and Jalen Hurts gets his shot at leading the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is kind of crazy because they paid, the Eagles paid a lot, a lot of money to Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz now will just be an expensive backup to rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. Wentz is the eighth highest paid quarterback in the league. $32 million a year. And he's now backing up Jalen Hurts. And I think it's a great opportunity for Hurts. One, because Wentz has been uh, lackluster during his his, uh, time at the helm. You saw Foles, Nick Foles was a backup quarterback when they won the Super Bowl. Wentz helped get him there. There's no denying that, but uh, Foles uh, completed the job. And uh, he's going back and forth with Mitch Trubisky over in, uh, over in Chicago. But now Jalen Hurts at the helm of the Eagles. I say give him a shot. He had the only touchdown pass of the game. I believe when it was the uh, the Eagles game, but that was a uh, I, I say a good move by the Eagles. See what they have in in Hertz. You signed him, you drafted him, give him the opportunity to see what he can do. I don't think you expected him to be really going out there and having some kind of impact in year number one. But now you got it. You know now that is their uh, that's the reality that they have. They got to go out there and see what they have in this kid. Because if not, do you go and draft another quarterback? I don't think you do. But Philadelphia and Green Bay for that game this past week, 
take a look at what a couple guys did. And, uh, you know, Hertz goes 5 of 12, 109 yards, one touchdown, no, uh, one interception. Quarterback ranking of, of just 34. But Carson Wentz, 6 of 15, 79 yards, took four sacks for 22 yards, didn't have a touchdown, didn't have an interception, but didn't get the job done. Only the uh, only a field goal for him during his time. I don't know. It might be time to, uh, and it is time to change to to Jalen Hurts. If you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan. If you're a uh, Steeler fan, you're still leading the division. You're still the number one seed. And you got now Kansas City right on your heels. I mean, win, win the rest of your game. It's not going to be easy. You got the Bills who've looked pretty good. You got a couple other teams that I don't think anybody else is, is going to catch them for the one seed. It's either going to be, you know, the uh, Chiefs or the Steelers at the number one. But, you know, let's see what the uh, what the rest of the season holds for, uh, for Pittsburgh. They have Bills, Bengals. Colts and Browns. Not an easy rest of the schedule, and that's the first time that you say the Browns on the schedule is not easy. They've been doing well. It's a lot of play with. Uh, this has been the Sportsman right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH over on our sister station. Tune in to Brad Walker and Joe Medor as they've got the Federal Hawking game starting sometime around 7 o'clock. Athens at Circleville tomorrow right here on 970 WATH. This is Connor Mills signing off, and I'll see you tomorrow. 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-L-P.